What do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, alien. You want to be an alien? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be like, oh, I'm only going to be here for two years. I'm not going to make any friends because it never goes that way. Um, struggles with finding yourself when you're moving, being okay and knowing that you will be okay. Wherever you find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the line. The Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome to a special episode of the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. I'm your host, Major Javon Starnes, the 19th ESC PAO. And if you hadn't noticed, it's getting a little warmer outside. It's April, which is also a month of the military child. Uh, This is recognized as Month of the Military Child by the Army, uh, and basically it's to support military children who provide their soldiers and family support. Um, I have not lived that experience, but with me I have two guests who have. Our guests are Angel and Charity Williams, who are the daughters of Dr. Williams, who works at MSEK. He is the deputy commander there. Welcome to the show today. Thank you for having having us. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So our podcast, we like to be open and transparent um, with me not having experience as a military child. However, I have three children of my own. And I wanted to have a segment that basically um, introduces Month of the Military Child while also getting to know what's it like to be in your shoes every day. uh, You all have lived this experience uh, with your families. Uh, To my understanding, your father was in the Air Force and now he's working with the Army as a civilian, correct? Correct. Okay, so do you all have any other siblings or is it just the two of you? It's just us two. Just us two. Just the two of you, okay. So what's it like being a military child, PCSing, moving around the world? Um, just give me the raw truth. What do you, what do you feel about your experience so far? Um, I would say sometimes it can be overwhelming, picking up and moving someplace new um, especially having a parent who's always on the go. Okay. So not seeing them all the time as much as the other parent, that can be challenging at times. Right. Okay. So do you see yourself as um, someone who was able to navigate those challenges or you think they kind of were overwhelming at times? I think they were overwhelming at times and they still are. Okay. How about you? Do you feel the same way or do you feel like it's something that uh, you're able to share with us today on your your take on it. Well, I can concur with what Charity said. There were some major events that were missed, but in my opinion, I felt like my father always did his best to make up for it. And so I knew that he always had good intentions and that he was really working very hard to provide for our family. Uh, he traveled a lot. And so, and especially running a um well, being a pastor of a church as well at the same time and an overseer over an organization, I knew that he had a lot on his plate. And so for me, I felt that it was my opportunity to help him out. And, you know, I just understood right. the sacrifice. So that that's an interesting point. So you're not only affiliated with the military, but you're also a preacher's kid. Yes. Ah, yes. So tell me about <laughs> coming up as a military child and also the child of a minister. Are there any pros and cons to either of them, military child and child of a a pastor or minister? Oh, that's a tough question. (laughs) I would say being in both arenas helps you um, 
conduct yourself, being ready at all times for all situations, okay. always carrying yourself in a certain way that always ensures that your family is looked at in a respectable way and that you can be respected as a person. Because sometimes in different situations and scenarios, you have to make sure, okay, is would I be pleasing unto my parents and can I represent myself well? So sometimes being in both of those aspects challenged me as a person, who do I want to be represented as? Mm. What do I stand for? That's deep. I, I agree. I think um, being able to represent your family in a positive light carries on and we have to do it in the military side because we wear our name you know right. it's it's on our uniform so wherever we are uh we basically are a representation not just for the military but also our family both are written on our uniform so it's kind of dual haddock so i kind of understand from that perspective um but when it comes to being a military child and living in south korea um what are the the avenues of approach that you've taken to kind of navigate living overseas? Well, first, <laughs> we started to learn a little bit of Korean. And so that's been interesting being able to experience and communicate in a different language. Okay. And um, just hang out with the locals. And we've made a couple of Korean friends that right. we've gone downtown with. And our dad still travels a lot. So that's still another thing that's still present. But it's been Funny coming back because Charity and I, we've actually, we actually were born here. And wow. so it was a great opportunity to come back and see where we were born and relive it again, honestly. That is so cool. So I've said it a couple times on a couple podcasts that this is my third time here in Korea. I have three kids, two girls and a son. My son was born here as well. Okay. So part of the reason why we want to come back to Korea is so we can show my son Titus, hey, this is your home. This is where you were born. Um, you were born right downtown in Medi Parks Women's Hospital. Uh, it's kind of come full circle. So how does it feel to actually grow up and understand the connection that's made? Because I want to get like an understanding of him. He was born here, but you all can articulate yourself a little better than a six-year-old. What's it like being back home, essentially? Uh, I think more things are beginning to click for me. Why I used to do certain things why I used to eat certain foods or like things a certain way. And whenever I came back here and I saw different pieces of myself within the culture, I was like, it makes sense now. So being back here has helped me understand myself as a person and why I do the things that I do. Can you all speak some of the language? <laughs> Putting you on the spot, what can you say? Annyeonghaseyo. Annyeonghaseyo. Uh, that's important because everywhere I go, I need to know where the bathroom is. Is that how you, can you say it again? Yeah, that sounds oh. great. Okay. I'm brushing up a little bit. So only thing I know is like general elevator conversations or how to get around in a taxi. Left, right, straight, Jungji, right. stop, you know, all that. But... I think I need to take it upon myself to learn a little bit more. <laughs> so if I ever have to use the bathroom, I can say. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I'm going to just call for help and call phone a friend. But um, okay. So let's dig a little deeper. Um, so with being a military child relationships, right? So let's just get straight to it. Have either of you had to break up with someone or have a relationship end in a negative way or 
because of PCS move. Somebody's looking at you. So <laughs> it's none, nobody over here. So um, I would say yes. I had to. I guess I wouldn't call them relationships. It's kind of like you're feeling people out. Mm -hmm. And so that opportunity cuts in half. You're like, okay, I can't do that because I'm moving across the world. Are we talking dating or friendships? Both. Both. All right. So your mom just found that out. But anyway, so <laughs> with that said, how did you navigate that? How do you end the relationship based on the PCS? Really being honest mm -hmm. and... um knowing what you can handle because sometimes we take on different relationships and really us and ourselves, we're dealing with different things already, like moving. How will that be for me? Okay. I'm already dealing with that. Can I deal with a new relationship as well? And so me being honest and saying, Hey, look, I'm moving across the world. I'm still figuring this out. And I don't know if I can do this right now. Right. So it's up to you if you want to wait, or if you want to find somebody else, but it's all right. There's Starting many to hurt fish my in feelings. the sea. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. How do they? How do they take that information? Um, not well, because okay. of course, even in a friendship or romantic relationship, mm -hmm. if you like somebody and you like what you're starting, and the person has to go, just up and vanish. Right. It's kind of like, wow. Well, what do I do? Mm so that's interesting that's that's a good point so that's dating what about friendships have you all had to kind of separate ties with anybody because of a move uh due to pcs um for me with my friendships they have been a little bit difficult to maintain because of the long distance the different time zones and so we right. don't talk as often as we used to but we do um make it our job to stay in contact with one another. And coming to Korea it was very hard to leave the community that we had established back in Virginia. It was really hard to leave that, you know, being in a military family, you get connected to people yeah. and- Tell me about the community. Where was it in Virginia? In my church and my oh, okay. school, yeah. And so we really built a community over there and it was really difficult to leave that and because, build another community right. here, essentially. Because mm. also with that, our church was heavily military-based. Oh, so you so, see someone leave all the time. Right. So it was like you'd see some people leave all the time and then some people stay. And then when it's your turn, you're like, okay, now Dang. I'm understanding <laughs> how other people felt. Right, right. And you got to start all over. And you got to... Right. And you don't want to jump to conclusions with friendships because you're searching for companionship again. So I think it's best to kind of go a little slower and ease into those so you're not trying to replace what you had right. just because you're lonely or just moved and you're the new person. Um, so what about schooling? So some of those relationships, have you all had to um, get uprooted in the middle of school and leave? And how is that if you have experienced it? For me, it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. I was in an interesting situation. So as soon as I graduated with my bachelor's degree, we moved to Korea maybe three weeks later. Wow. But I was already enrolled in the master's program. And it was an accelerated master's program. So Go ahead. What's your <laughs> It was like you could start it um, while you were in your bachelor's and continue. Okay. But because the program wasn't online based, I was like, okay, I worked so hard to get into this program. Now 
there's no way I can stay in it because there's no online path. So I had oh. to find another school and another program. Did so the that was credits tough. transfer or did you have to leave some and start fresh? Later on, they finally did transfer. Oh, thank so you. I was very glad, but still in my feelings. Gotcha. So, so you two are in school. I, I understand um, you're working on the master's currently. And are you currently pursuing a undergrad degree, a degree? Yes, sir. I'm doing my bachelor's in business administration and I graduate in about a month. Go ahead. Okay. What are you studying? <laughs> business well, you have a concentration? No. Well, just a concentration in management. Okay. So I did the same degree at East Carolina University. I had a BSBA and my concentration was marketing. So I was able to kind of maneuver around from that perspective. And then your degrees are in? My bachelor's is in forensic science and my master's is in criminal justice with a concentration in forensic psychology. Wow. It's okay. a mouthful, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, that's good, getting to know you. So what I like to do is also, um, just we're gonna blend this with some other guests to kind of show different perspectives younger generation, uh, school age type, teenagers, and then obviously we have the young adults here as well. Um, so I think it's fun to kind of go through a speed round. All right, so get okay. ready, it's gonna be speed round. All okay. right, cool. All right, <laughs> so it's not gonna be too much hard questions, okay? All right, so Angel, let's go with you. All right, so favorite color? <laughs> Pink. Favorite number? One. What do you wanna do when you graduate? Go to law school and become an attorney. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A singer. What kind of singer? Gospel, R&B. Okay. With that said, do you have any advice that you would give your younger self? With the experience that you've gained now? I would say take it one day at a time. Don't be too anxious or in a hurry. Okay. That's good advice. For any of the listeners and who are currently military children as well, they can relate. Okay. All right. So, Charity? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Just because of that, I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> All right. So, worst mistake you've made growing up? Uh, riding my scooter in the driveway when my mom told me no several times and coming back each time with a new cut on oh, my knee. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite color? Yellow. Favorite food? Uh, I'll say rice. Favorite number? Three. Favorite genre of music? Ah, uh, maybe jazz. Yes. And when you were younger, what did you want to do when you grow up? Oh, wow. That's hard. I don't know. I think it changed every year. I think maybe I wanted to counsel and help people. Counsel and help. That is really good, though. I like that answer. Um, so when it comes to uh, being a military child, do you see, do you foresee any struggles that people would have now and how would they navigate those struggles? Definitely. So struggles with moving communities with friendships you've built, um, struggles with finding yourself when you're moving, being okay and knowing that you will be okay. And I would say to tackle that by taking it one day at a time, understanding what you can't handle and giving yourself grace because every time you move, you may experience a new challenge. And so saying, okay, I may not have this together, but it will be good in the end. So that would be my advice I would give. That's good, solid advice. Okay, are there any other topics that you wanted to uh, dive into? We can talk about lost opportunities. <laughs> Let's do it. 
Um, I could start that one off. Um, Being here in Korea, I would say a difficult thing or a challenge has been finding an internship that you can do overseas uh, that is remote or here. Um, So I stumbled into this opportunity with the Federal Aviation Administration, and I was very excited. And I actually applied for it, and I forgot that I applied for it. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I received an email saying that I had was selected out of like a thousand other, one of the people selected out of a thousand applicants. And so I was really excited and it was an internship that I was genuinely interested in. So I got started and everything was going well. They sent me my computer over here and everything. And I thought things were going smoothly. I was in it for about a month or two. And I got a call from my manager and he was like, I'm so sorry, but I don't think you'll be able to continue because of your location. What? And I was so heartbroken. It was really bad. Like I shed tears over that because I was so happy and I was working on a project that I genuinely enjoyed on diversity and inclusion. And Mm. that was really something that I had to step back and uh, re-navigate and see what I was going to do next. Right. I thank you both for sharing your stories and you two are an inspiration. I have two daughters, and I hope they grow up to be as smart as oh, you, you all are and carry you. yourselves in the way that you do as well. So right now, I wanted to get a perspective of my own children um, with Daddy being in the Army. How does it feel? Navy. Huh? How does it feel being a military child? Do you like being in Korea? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do you remember moving a lot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we moved from North Carolina, how did you feel? Good. You did? Yeah. Do you miss your cousins? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Which ones you miss? Um. All Callie. of them? Callie? Who else? Hey. Haley? Yeah. Oh. What about Auntie Riri? Yeah. I know, right? Corey? Huh? What does it feel like to be a military child? Amazing. I like being in Korea a lot because I love like learning the language mm-hmm. and I know a lot of the language. You do? Right now. Mm-hmm. Bust it out. Let me see. Tell me something. Girl, what was that? How do you say hello? Anyang. Anyang. So when people see y'all on the streets and they say y'all are pretty or cute or handsome, um, how do they say it? Ipida. Ipida. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then one of y'all was born here. Who was it, Navy? Who was born in Korea? Um, Bop Bop. Bop Bop? I think it was Tai Tai. Yeah. You think it was Tai Tai? Yeah. Titus, were you born in Daegu? Yeah. You were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. How does it feel to be back home, man? Good. Good? What's your favorite part about Korea? That... That they're really nice here. They're really nice here? Yeah, and it's really beautiful here. It is. What's your favorite part? That <laughs> that they're nice. That they're nice? Yeah. That's really cool. It's really good to have people that are genuinely nice to you, right? Mm-hmm. What about friends? Corey, have you made any friends in Korea? Yeah. You have? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. How many friends you got? A lot? Yeah. I got like two. Yeah, I got a lot. Two? Two is a lot. Two is a whole bunch, girl. 
I thought you were going to say like a different number, but you have a lot of friends though. And then you always have uh, parties that you go to, um, like at Fundaland, um, things of that nature, and the little birthday parties that we get to go to your friends' houses. That's really cool. So when it came for daddy, um, growing up was different. I didn't have to move as many times that y'all have moved. How does it feel to have to move all the time? It's very sad because you have to leave your family all the time. Really? And in Korea, it's a time difference. Mm-hmm. So, like, at night, it's morning for them, so yep. I can't really talk to them that much because pretty soon I'll have to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And when it's night for them and it's morning for us, when I call them, then I can talk to them for about like 15 minutes and then they have to go. Yep. And I wish it wasn't a time difference so that we can just talk and play Roblox like all day. Like all day? Mm-hmm. If you could do anything right now to get your family over here, would you do it? Mm-hmm. You would? Yeah. Okay. Who do you want to come over here, Navy? Who do you want to come to Korea to visit? Um, me. You want to come to Korea? Are you already yeah. in Korea? You were serious about that. Do you want any of your family to come to Korea? Yeah. Who? Um, mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy? Yeah. You love your family, baby. We're here with you. Um, so Tata, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Titus, the one that came back home strong, my big boy. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey. So tell me something about being a child of someone who's in the army. Good. It's good. What do you think about it? Like, would you would you give advice to anybody um, who's in your position who has to move a lot and their daddy has to deploy sometimes or go to the field or JRTC? Remember daddy had to go to JRTC? Yeah. You remember daddy had to deploy? Oh, yeah. You remember, I remember that? That's because you were really little. You were like her size and she wasn't even born yet. How was it when daddy deployed? It was very sad. Mm-hmm. I remember that when you were b- deployed, we were in an apartment in Georgia, I think. Oh. And um, you were, like, gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. So when we went to bed, each one of us used to cry, like, each night. It would oh. go, like, back and forth. Really? And then Mommy had to call you so mm-hmm. we could see you. And we wouldn't cry all night. How did it make you feel when I was deployed? It was very sad because I didn't get to hear you say good morning every morning. Oh, that's really sad, baby. And now that you're here with us, Mm -hmm. every morning we come in y'all's room and give y'all like hugs and kisses, and I like that. That is so cool, baby. Aw. Man, do you remember watching those videos that I recorded reading the books? Yeah, but watch them on the TV. Do you remember that, Corey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do remember Titus? Yeah. You do? That's when Daddy was deployed. So you have some memories. You just need to know where they go. Um, but that whole time, Daddy was gone, and then it made you feel kind of sad. Mommy used to call me a lot and tell me that, like, even on your birthday when I was deployed, that you weren't even having fun. You were sad. Mm-hmm. We have pictures, and you wasn't even smiling in the pictures. No, it made me feel so sad. I was so hurt. I was like, oh, my goodness. My son misses me that much. He can't even smile in his birthday pictures. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that? 
How would you feel if you had kids and you had to deploy? How would you feel? Bad. You would? I think that's what happens to some of us soldiers. I think when we have to deploy, I think that we feel bad because we're going to miss our family. And I also think at the same time, we feel a sense of pride because we're helping the army out. So it's kind of bittersweet. You know how sometimes you can feel happy and sad at the same time? Yeah. That's kind of what a deployment can be like. And some days can be really, really sad. Some days you can be happy and then your family is really, really sad. And you don't know until you call them and that's when you find out. Yeah. Yeah. But tell me something good, Navy, about being here in Korea with your daddy being in the army. What's something good that you like about daddy being in the army? Korea. When we're in Korea? Yeah. Yeah. D exploring different cultures. I think um, it's beneficial for y'all to grow up this way and not just only understand one way of living and growing up. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you could give advice to someone who's also a military child, what would you tell them, Corey? If their dad or mom was deployed, I would tell them that it'll be okay and he, he or she will be back. And it will be a long time, but it will go by fast. Mm -hmm. And the more you call your parents, then the more happy, happier you'll be. That is cool. Thank you, that is really good advice. Navy, uh -huh. your turn, you ready? Yeah. What do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, alien. You want to be an alien? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. My daughter saying she wants to be an alien when she grows up. You can be anything you want to be, baby, okay? Yeah. All right, everybody say, thanks for watching, Team 19. Thanks, thanks for, for watching, Team 19. All right, so our next guest, we have uh, Rowan and Fletcher. Um, so Rowan is 12, soon to be 13, and Fletcher is 14. So I wanted to get another perspective of what it's like to be a military child. So welcome to the show and thank you all for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so from your perspective, we've been talking to a different age groups, the toddlers, um, some college kids, and now we're able to get another sector um, of that population in between. Um, so I guess overall, for starters, how does it feel, Rowan, to be the child of someone who's in the military? Um. I mean, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, but overall, I think, I think it's a good feeling. I, really? I, um, I like that I'm a military child, and I don't think I could, you know, uh, I couldn't think of myself as someone, someone who isn't. As anything else. I got you. So, what is the worst part, I guess, uh, so to speak, of being a military brat? Definitely moving. Moving. Um, just, you know, you have to pick up and leave like every two or three years and say bye to all your friends. And, you know, sometimes you try to keep in touch, but sometimes they can't. And so that gets hard. Right. How do you keep in touch with those friends that you've moved from? Um, so I, I have trouble keeping in touch with people, um, but I try to text them every once in a while. And, you know, I'm better about it with some people than I am with others. Right. Um, but yeah. So you have like an international plane or you use like social media or apps to kind of communicate with them? Yeah. That's good. That's good. How about you, Fletcher? How do you keep in touch with like buddies back home or cousins or things of that nature? How do you, how do you, what's your way of doing that? 
Uh, well, I like to, um, text them, like, maybe a few times a week, check in. Um, some, sometimes I like to call them as well, but that can be a bit tricky because of time difference. The time difference, yeah. yeah. So, like, if they're not observing, uh, as we don't observe it over here for daylight saving, they will back home, East Coast. So, where are your friends mainly? In the East Coast, West Coast, or...? Um, I, I, they're just all over. All over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I have some in Utah, and then I have some in, like, I used to have some in Georgia, and... Yeah. yeah. So, you have multiple time uh, timelines that you have to kind of keep up with, and time zones, excuse me, um, that you have to keep up with. with. For us, primarily, I would say my kids talk to their cousins who are on the East Coast. So, right now, we are 13 hours ahead, um, so it's a little easier for them to kind of do the math. Um, but then they were complaining that sometimes we only have like 20 minutes before we have to go to bed because they're getting up to go to school or they're on their way to school. Um, so I wanted to kind of understand like what it's like and for you all who have to deal with multiple uh, time zones. So when it comes to um, the best parts of being a military child, um, and I'll start with you, Fletcher, what would you say are some of the benefits or some of the best things or even memories that you've had um, as being a military child? Uh, well, travel is des definitely at the top. Um, I've gotten to go to some really cool locations that I don't think I could have gotten to. Really? Like otherwise. where? Um, Germany and most of Europe. Okay. Uh, and then here in Korea is also pretty cool. Um, got to visit Japan somewhat recently. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't think that it would be very easy to do that. What did you guys do in Japan? Um, we went to Tokyo, uh, kind of just explored, didn't exactly have a rigid schedule. We um, got to pet these uh, weird small deer. <laughs> was it Nara? Uh, yeah, Nara. That's cool. Wow. Okay, so um, what are some of the... Um, things that you wish you would have known now, excuse me, back then that you know now uh, that you think could have helped you navigate life as a military child. And that's for either of you. Don't get too like caught up on like um, your friends making new friends and, mm. you know, um, not being able to keep in touch with them anymore because like, you know, just life goes on and, you know, you might meet again someday. But mm -hmm. That is good advice. Why would you why would you give that advice, though? Um, because, I mean, it's happened a lot, and, um, you know, uh, we just kind of drift apart, or, like, it's the time zones usually are, like, too big of a difference, right. and, you know, sometimes, you know, you feel sad about it, but you, you get over it, and yeah. then you always have the opportunity to make new friends. Yeah, that is good. You have a, a positive look on it. Um, has it hardened you at all, any of your experiences being a military child? Would you say that, or would you say like it's just opened you up to more experiences? What's it What's it like? I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences like in different like public schools and how and I like to you know contrast them and compare them and um, yeah. So let's so for for you, Fletcher, has it been easy um, moving every so often from place to place? as you follow your dad as he PCSs? Well, it's had its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. 
on one hand, um, it is pretty fun to like explore a new place. I bet, yeah. And um, it's nice to be able to meet new people and make new friends. But then it's hard to leave those places and leave those friends behind when you have to do it again. Right. So that's cool. So right now, which school are you all attending? Uh, Daegu uh, Middle High School. Okay. So when are you guys expected to up and move again in PCS? Uh, so we've been here about a year, so probably uh, one more year because yeah. we have two years here. Are you all looking forward to that, like new adventures? Or is it going to be like a little dawning, like, oh, we have to do this again and our friends and family? I mean... I'm pretty excited to move. That is good. I like your perspective, though. It's very positive. You have a positive outlook. Okay, is there anything that you wanted to, uh, any advice that you would give any other, other military children? Be hopeful for the future and don't, um, you know, like, don't be like, oh, I'm only going to be here for two years. I'm not going to make any friends because it never goes that way. Really? That's really good. How about you, Fletcher? Any advice you want to give any other... Uh, children whose parents are in the military uh probably not to stress too much about like moving and stuff and to just you know sometimes you just gotta go with the flow kind of see where my guy there we go see where it takes you thank you so much for joining us thank and you. um i appreciate your time thanks for having me yeah thank you <laughs> hello guys welcome back to 19th esc i am the host core diane starnes and as you know it's April, the month of the military child. Have you thought of what your mom would get you after this podcast? My guess is popcorn and ice cream. Popcorn and ice cream? Yes. What's your favorite um, character? Iron Spider. Oh. Spider-Man, he meant. Oh. And what's your favorite movie? Jeffrey, you gotta the Spider-Verse. Oh. Titus, what is your favorite character? Spider-Man and Batman. What movie do you like the best? Um, a lot of Marvel movies. And have you thought of what your mom would get you after this podcast? Yeah, ice cream. Ice cream? Anything mm -hmm. else? And popcorn. Oh, sounds good. Do any of you guys yes. miss your friends when you've moved before? Yes. Yes? I what friends Ezra. do you miss? Especially the ones in the United States. I oh. miss Ezra. Ezra? He's next to our old house. Oh, okay. Titus, do you have any friends that you miss from the States? Yeah. Um, Haley and Callie. That is all I have for the 19th ESC podcast, and we're out. As we come to an end, I want to thank our guests for sharing their stories with us. Um, I want to make sure that we're able to discuss, have candid conversations like this as well. Uh, be open and be free to talk about your experiences. Uh, we were able to talk about what it's like to be a military child. We talked about navigating life in Korea as a young adult. And we got some best tips and best practice examples um, from our two guests. Um, so thank you for attending. Thank you for watching. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe. Please share, tag this video. Uh, you can see it on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and on your favorite streaming platforms. Once again, Team 19, thanks for listening. Out.